Welcome to the Thriving Academics Podcast. I'm Olya Talman, a professor and certified coach, and I share insights on how to create your best work and live your best life. If you want to go from surviving to thriving without sacrificing what's important to you, then listen on to find out how. Hello, my friends. This episode is about the myth of being liked by other people. Do you find yourself wanting other people to like you? Why is it that we feel good about being liked? So today I will discuss why everyone wants other people to like them and why this can be a problem and how to think about this urge to be likable. So being liked by others is something that many of us really, really want. And it really is wired into our DNA to be social and make sure that we are accepted by our community. Because if we didn't worry about that, then not too long ago, then we would be at risk of being cast out of our communities and our survival, like literal survival would be threatened. So it makes total sense why we have the specific urge to be liked and accepted by others. So we then spend time trying to predict what it is that may make you likable and really, you know, spend time and energy trying to be that. Or we constantly worry about other people's opinions and many of our decisions, goals, actions and inactions are framed with the lens of other people's opinions. So some of the questions like, how can we make sure that our colleagues like us? How can we make sure that our tenure letters like us? How can we make sure that our students like us? So these questions can become front and center as we think about our career success. And the reason I wanted to talk about it is because there are many problems associated with caring too much about other people's opinions to a degree that it can inhibit our career success. So the first thing that can happen is that we spend too much time trying to guess what other people may want and try to be that without really checking with ourselves if it's congruent with what we actually want and want to be. So we do things because we think it will affect how people think of us. And we say things to things that we don't want because we worry what people will think of us. And you always need to remember that when we say yes to something, We're always saying no to something else. This is always true. It has to be very clear that what you're saying yes to has another side to it because you are saying no to something else. So you cannot spend the same dollar on many things that cost a dollar. You can spend a dollar only once. If you buy a bottle of water for a dollar, you cannot buy a piece of candy with the same dollar. Oftentimes, we make decisions based on what other people might think and forget to check that when we're saying yes to something because we worry about what other people might think, then we're saying no to something that's also important to us. 
So that's the first problem, that if we're purely driven by other people's opinions, then we sometimes do not check with ourselves whether it's congruent with our intentions. The second problem is when we care too much about other people's other people's opinions, we hide our true selves or we wish we were different because we worry that people won't like us, so authentic us. So when we are thinking about authenticity, the example that I like to use is the example of people preferring one fruit over another. So what fruits do you like to eat? Apples, oranges, peaches, bananas. If you don't like apples, is that a problem? Well, of course not. You get to have your own preferences. Um, What about from the apple's perspective? Is it a problem for the apple if you don't like it? Of course not. It's not troubled by your opinions. It's not going to try to self itself as an orange. It just doesn't care about your opinions and preferences. So the point here is that different people will have different preferences and we cannot always predict and be everything to everybody. So this brings us to the third point. We really don't know for sure what to change so people will like us. And If people prefer different things, then you would have to be a chameleon of sorts trying to appeal to them all. So going back to the fruit example, sometimes there are crossbreeds of fruits to make one that appeals to both. Let's say, you know, appealing to both apple lovers and pear lovers. When I was looking up what kind of crossbreeds of fruits there are, there is a lot of them. So Some of them I've heard about, some of them are really obscure. So do you know what a plum and cherry combination looks like or, you know, what it's called? Apparently it's called pluary. Peach and nectarine together, it's peacherine. This one I heard of, plum and apricot, plumcot. What about this one? Peach, apricot, and plum. Picotum. <laughs> and then the, I think it's this one, I've seen it and actually bought it from Costco once. Plum and apricot. Pluot. It's actually pretty nice. So there are fruits that are crossbreeds or combination of two or more fruits. And the idea is that the crossbreeds and combination of fruits is to appeal to people who like, you know, peaches and um, nectarines, peacherines. So what happens with these crossbreeds and intersections of different fruits and different things is that at the intersection, there's actually fewer people who like the combination than people who like the individual fruits combined. So the crossbreeds usually have even smaller market share than the original fruits that have fewer sales. And you would think that both, you know, plum and apricot lovers would also prefer pluots, but that is not really true. The intersection seems to be always smaller. So I was looking up 
sales numbers of, of different fruits, for example, for pluot and apricot. And definitely the plums are more popular than apricots. Um, but the numbers for pluot production, they're not even reported because they're just so small that, you know, it's it's not even considered a market individually. So the market share of these hybrid fruits or crossbreeds or combinations is typically much smaller than the market share for the original fruits. So what this tells me is that trying to appeal to multiple preferences is not always a great idea. We just end up being at the intersection of many different preferences and really end up splintered into somebody who is not even remotely like ourselves. So the question then becomes, would you like a fruit that is a combination of all the fruits you like? Um, And if you think about it, it's, you know, you may or may not prefer that. So I like pretty much all fruits. So if I were to take the combination of my top five, then it would be something like apples, oranges, peaches, bananas, and pineapple. So what's a combination of all those five fruits look like? Um, Can't imagine what it is, but it's just sounds like a smoothie than a fruit. So as much as I like these fruits, the combination does not sound really as good as appealing. Maybe as a smoothie, it would taste good, but it just doesn't sound as good. I like the fruits for what they are individually. So apples remind me of a nice, crisp, beautiful fall day. Uh, colorful fall season, oranges, like they're juicy and tangy. And I associate it with my favorite weekend brunches. Sweet peaches remind me of summer, bananas, very yummy tropical taste. And the scent and taste of fresh pineapples really remind me of Hawaii. So the combination just does not do that for me. It's Yes, it has all of the things, but together it just doesn't stand for anything specific. So the idea is that trying to appeal to multiple preferences at once, probably, first of all, it's very difficult to do. And the second of all, it's probably not going to result in anything specific. It's probably not who you are anyway. And also, it's very hard work to try to guess preferences, try to meet those preferences, um, especially if they're not close to who you really are. For example, an apple trying desperately to appeal to grapefruit lovers is really going to suffer. An introvert trying to pass off as an extrovert and vice versa is very difficult. And also, it's Very difficult to predict if somebody is an apple or orange lover. And it's very difficult to be more like an orange when you're actually an apple. This reminds me of one time when my kids were small and they were super excited to meet the Blue Devil mascot in person at a Duke event. I think it was a basketball game. They really wanted to take pictures with the mascot. So the mascot is basically a person wearing a costume of a blue devil. So we got the pictures together. They were delighted. 
And one of my kids, who was a preteen at the time, um, after the pictures, runs up to me and whispers to me that the blue devil was really stinky. So being in a costume is really hard work. You know, trying to be cheerful and energetic in a costume is hard work. Trying to be an orange when you're an apple is hard work. So it's not going to work so well trying to appeal to different preferences or trying to pass off as somebody who you're not because you may put an an orange exterior, um, but it's difficult to change what's on the inside. So an apple being an apple is easier than apple trying to be an orange. So we can get really exhausted trying to be everything to everybody and we just end up being nothing specific. We just end up being a smoothie. So the next problem is that we may think that the answer to being liked is somewhere else, or it's something that a person is born to. They're either born likable or unlikable. So we may dislike ourselves as a result, or try to look somewhere else for clues as to how to be more likable. So we actually, by doing that, we are rejecting ourselves and try to become somebody who we are not. So by now, you may be saying, yes, this makes sense. Um, But there are people whose opinions are very important because they can make or break your career. So of course, I have to worry about what they think. So usually in this case, I ask the following question. What makes or breaks someone's career? Really, what is the essence of somebody's career? What is the foundation that creates a successful career? So let me give you two things and let's weigh the importance of each. The first thing is your work, you know, the stuff that you produce, your contribution, And the second thing is other people's opinions. Let's think about what is the first and foremost and what comes next. Like what's the most important thing and what's the secondary thing? Can your career be successful if other people like you, but you have not produced any work? Not likely. Okay, so not impossible, but not likely. Then can your career be successful if other people don't like you, some other people don't like you, but you have solid, tangible, produced work and contribution? Well, that's more possible. So you may think that other people's opinions and evaluations of crucial importance, they may or may not be, but your work precedes it. And that's the most important point here. The only thing you have under your control is your work. Your work is your apple. Create it, display it, sell it, share it. People who like apples will buy. People who don't will just walk on by. I didn't mean to rhyme it, but it worked out that way. Work 
precedes opinions. And if there are opinions about your work, that's perfectly fine. But do not spend your precious energy and time on trying to appeal to everybody. Or even trying to appeal who you think are the most important people. You cannot predict what they will think. You will likely never find out what they think. Typically, it's a wasted effort. The good news about work preceding others' opinions is that work that you produce is under your control. You can decide what to work on, how to work, how to improve your work. You need to focus on creating the best work you can because that's the only thing you can do. If you spend time on trying to get to people to like you, that is a very dubious investment. You need to exercise caution there because you will never know if it is your work that got you that promotion or it's the people's opinions. Don't try to get people to like you. Work on trying to get your work liked by those people. Those are two different things. There is you and then there is your work. Separate the two. To have a successful career, focus on producing the best work you can. Solicit feedback on your work, improve it, decide what's going to be. Is it an apple? Is it an orange or tangerine? The minute you make your career about you and your likability, you give up your control. You give your control to something outside of you. Your career is defined by your work first and foremost. You and your worth are very separate. There is you and then there is this work that you do. Imagine how it would feel if you did not have to worry if other people like or accept you. How much energy would that free up for you? What would you do with that extra time and energy? So decide how you want to show up and leave the decision to like you or not to like you to other people. It's their business. It's not yours. Your business is to decide how you want to show up, what kind of work to produce, and you show up this way because you want to, not because somebody else wants you to, or you think that somebody else wants you to. And once you produce your good work, always remember that there's not one person, no matter how accomplished, most talented or successful, who is universally liked. I always ask my students every time, every semester, to name one person who is liked by everybody, like by everyone. So, you know, you can think of different categories of people. Are there any celebrities or artists who are liked by everybody? They cannot name even a single one. Of course, you know, some names would pop up like Beyonce, but... We all know there's a lot of critics, people who don't like them, and they can't even articulate the reason why they don't like them. What about scientists? What about religious figures? Political figures? It doesn't matter how accomplished or talented a person is or how much contribution they've made. 
It's just not possible not to have haters. People will have haters even if they don't accomplish anything. So the only way to avoid other people's opinions is to move away and live um, in seclusion on a deserted island without any interaction with other people. So once you've hidden yourself and removed yourself from social interaction, you've removed yourself from critics. And also you've removed yourself from potential friends, relationships, collaborators, and co-creators. So always remember that there will always be people who will like you and people who won't like you. Just focus on who you want to be and be that. Be the best that you want to be. Always remember that no matter how important you think some people's opinions are, the investment that you make into trying to manipulate their opinions is a very unknown investment. You don't know what you will reap. You don't know what if you will reap the investment. You really can't know for sure if they like you or not. By putting a lot of energy, by trying to get other people to like you, you are not going to be present to who you are now and what you're doing. A better investment is to focus on your work and decide ahead of time who you want to be and create the comfort and confidence in being the unique you that you are. You don't want to be doing things that you don't want to do. You don't want to be saying yes to things that you don't want to say yes to. Just decide who you want to be and what you want to do. Imagine how it would feel if you did not have to worry about what other people thought. Imagine what you would do if you did not have to worry about other people's opinions. If you did not have to worry about what other people thought, what would that be like? Take a moment to imagine how it would feel if you could just be you. What would you be doing? How would you show up? So that's all I have for you today. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Have a beautiful rest of the day. And until next time, create your best work and live your best life. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about all the things we talked about, check out womenfaculty.com where we take these concepts and apply them. Come join us and do your best work and live your best life.